This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. So you've done it. You've broken Buller Jack down. You're getting him to try I coffee. I just heard that. I'm surprised with how old he is and how... Uh, Often and how long he's done the broadcast, he. I, I know he's been. I know he's had some late nights and some early mornings. I'm surprised he hasn't got on the coffee bandwagon earlier. <laughs> Who knew? Maybe now it took all this situation to do that. And you've been a big advocate of coffee yourself. Is that something that is unique to you, or is it more of an Australian thing? Um, I think the culture, like kind of the, um, I guess I'd like the cafe scene in Australia is probably one of the, one of my favorite things about Australia, the food and the cafes and the coffee and um, a bit of, I guess the culture of sit, like when you go and catch up with people, it's like, let's go get a coffee. You go and sit at a cafe and people, lots of people drink obviously teas and whatever too, but like coffee and I know a lot of my good friends or probably all of them are all pretty big coffee drinkers too and um, I mean the coffee's great in Australia um, so it's an easy thing to you can nearly go to any corner and there's a, a little cafe and every kind of suburb or area that you live in has them on the on their corners these tiny little sometimes they're like houses converted into little cafes and um, yeah I mean I started at a young age and went to Europe when I was young and coffee in Europe is, is obviously a pretty big thing too. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a um, pretty important part of my life. <laughs> so you say the coffee's good in Australia. That left me thinking you think it doesn't quite match up in the U.S. But the U.S. is a big place and you travel all over for the NBA, obviously. So how does the coffee compare here, especially in a place like Seattle that's got a rep for it? Or Salt Lake or wherever else? There's some... Um, there's some really, really, really good spots in America. I think, um, I think you get a, <laughs> you get good coffee depending on, or or the bad coffee depending on where you go. If you go to one of those kind of typical like American diners, and they just like slop that, like you want some more coffee and slops of like disgusting like preheat. That that stuff's not good. But like Utah's got Campos and Public, which are both unbelievable um there's a place in san francisco that i love that we stay right right near a tiny little place like a little like literally like a window in the wall that you wouldn't even notice and so it's definitely i mean it's definitely you can definitely get good good coffee here it's just you have to know where to go but on the flip side of that a lot of people like drinking that coffee from a diner so if that's your thing then go and go to denny's and enjoy it but i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna stick to campos so, do I sense in the coming years we're going to have an Ingalls Coffee Cafe in Melbourne? 
Um, it's funny you say that. Like we've, we've, me and Renee, Renee's a, a, a coffee drinker too. And like I said, that scene in Australia of, of meeting your friends and sitting outside and, um, 90, 90% of them have really good food as well. You can get a nice healthy sandwich or meal or whatever. And, um, it's always something we've, we've talked about. And, um, like I said, it's something that we are obviously, we both really enjoy. So it's, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we went down that path one day and decided to do it, but we also would never do it without living close to wherever and we wanted to open it because we would want to be hands-on and actually kind of have a part of, of running it. So we've talked about it for, for years. It's, and the other thing is a gym, which obviously Renee, with um, she's got all her courses and certificates in personal training and um She's got a degree and, and everything, so um, that's the other thing we've we've tossed up um, what we would do or potentially open. Joe Ingles joins us here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Today is World Autism Awareness Day. It's the 13th annual World Autism Awareness Day. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, what what would this have meant to you, say, five years ago, and, and what does it mean to you now? Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously changed pretty significantly. I um, the last couple of years of, of obviously finding out Jacob's diagnosis, and um, it's funny because we even with the jazz and playing the, the autism game, we've done that for a few years, and um, you obviously have you, you you know how meaningful it is to to, to people and, and obviously to families and people that are really close to to autism, but. Um, so I would always play the game and obviously enjoy it and you talk to the kids and you try and do um, whatever you could. But obviously then once you get touched by it, 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 it kind of opens up a whole new door to, to what you want to do and how you want to help. And um, Like you said, kind of when Jacob found out, like we've always known people with autism, we've, we've known people personally, we've seen kids, we've seen adults, you've seen, you see it a lot, it's obviously so common. Um, but you try and help them and you kind of just move on with your day. And like I said, when you, you're touched with it uh, by, uh, immediately kind of to your family or someone you know close, um, that door just opens up. And I mean, since we found out, it's, it's been our, um, our goal to, to push the, the awareness and the acceptance. And um, that's what we're all about. We, we, we obviously, first and foremost, make sure Jacob and, and Miller are, are okay and, and Jacob's got what he needs to do and therapy-wise, he's in the right places and then everything else is about the, the awareness and acceptance and um, obviously it's Autism Awareness um, Day today but it's also throughout April is, is Autism Awareness Month. So um, I tweeted it last night that I'm going to be absolutely flooding my timelines with other people's. I think it's so important for other people to be able to get their stories out. I'm very lucky with the platform that I've got that, I, that, that people listen to me, as silly as it might be sometimes. Um, but I can say what I want and people are going to respond. So my my goal this month and, and obviously moving forward is to, to really help these other people get their stories out there um, that feel comfortable sharing them. Yeah, autism, autism to me, if you know anybody who has it, and I have a friend who has a son and he's pushing his teenage years and has yet to speak, it's always been the most mysterious, intriguing thing because you have a kid and you think the kid is normal and then you compare the kid to 
uh, activities that they should be doing given a certain age. And then you had it where it's extremely unique in that you literally can compare every day in your own home because it was the a twin situation. Yeah. And then you figure it out and you get the diagnosis and you... Uh, went through all that, and then you put the child in rehab, and then I followed your social media stuff, and you say that the child has been making great progress with this rehab, and this rehab has really been intriguing to me, how some kids respond to it in, in one way and other kids respond to it in different ways. In terms of your son, what has been going on literally with this rehab or, or ther- not rehab, maybe therapy is the better word. Yeah, I was going to change that at the end yeah. of the year. I was going to let you finish yeah. your question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got going there and I got a little, <laughs> little out of control. But the no, therapy is so interesting to me and how kids respond to it. And why has the therapy been so successful for your son? Yeah, um, it's a great question and, and something that we get asked all the time because obviously we're, we're very public with with Jacob and how he's going and, and Renee, if people, the people that follow Renee, Renee's probably even more kind of open than I am with the good days and the bad days and um, what she does on a day-to-day basis to not only Jacob but also Miller and um, I, I guess the the, the hard part is that, um, and someone wrote it to me this morning, um, they were preparing to, to tell their family and friends today about their daughter. They've never told anyone. And, um, he was asking me, he, he wrote a, a story out or a thing he was going to post and asked me to comment on it. And I was reading this thing. And the, the hardest part is every kid is so different and every kid is going to respond differently to different things. And, we tried, we did, and we started with that therapy at home for Jacob, um, and it was no good. He, we thought he was doing all right in it, and um, it was a, it was right after we found out, and it was the first thing we could get him into, so we're like, let's just get him into something, and he can start. Um, by the time we went back to Australia that summer, he was going to a therapy, like a, an actual school, uh, where... Everyone, you drop your kid off like a, a regular school and you see them later that day. So that worked a lot better for him. Um, so obviously as soon as we moved back here, we put him into to a, a school. So we drop him like we do Miller and we pick him up at, in the afternoon. And it, it takes time. Once you, it, It's such a weird process because you get told this diagnosis and, and obviously your world at the time is kind of flipped upside down. And, you're reading all this stuff on the internet, listening to other people, and um, I think the listening to other people is is really good. I think you're not get, like I said, every kid is different, but everyone's tried everything. Like people are going to give you their what, what has worked and what hasn't, and yeah, it's up to you. We we filter through things that people have have told us to do or what's worked for their kid, and it's not about shutting it off and saying my kid's different or. There's no way Jacob's going to respond to that. But you, you filter through these things and you, you pick and choose what you think. You, you know your kid better than anyone. You, you pick and choose and filter through what you think might work for your child. And We've had some things from like random people and from people we know that some of these things have changed Jacob's life. Um, and we're, like I said, we're kind of two years in now and um, 
Jacob's like it's just unbelievable like he everything his mum like asking us questions and using our names and asking for help and his therapy now is um, like animal animal sounds and colours and just just from six months ago it's, he's a he's a completely different child in terms of of his understanding and knowledge and I think you, you've as hard as it is at the start you've you've really got to lock in and I'm like oh obviously with the season going on when we found out Renee was it was unbelievable and um, just finding out every option you can possibly do and then obviously like I said you know your child better than anyone you you put him into whatever you think is going to be the best for them and if it doesn't work you try something else it's it's a bit of a game of, of trying to figure it out and when you do um, you find you find your kid um, changing for, for obviously for for the better for themselves so quickly so I'm curious because just in the last 24 hours I've seen so much directed to you at you at Twitter on Twitter and I'm sure that you have letters written to you and people stop you when you're around town doing whatever you're doing and so, yeah. do you find this uh, energizing that you're helping people with this issue? Does it sometimes wear on you and it's fatiguing and you got to step back and just, you know, take a deep breath and let it go for a little while? Or is it a combination of both, depending on the week and who you're running into and what yeah. their stories are? No, it's, it's definitely way, way, way more energizing and good than, than, than the weight on my shoulders or anything. I think when we... We, we like no one will ever understand how how heavily we debated whether we go public with it or not, or we deal with it as a family. And um, the the reason we went public was for that reason you said is is to help other people. And um, like I said, without platforms to be able to give people a voice and um, the awareness and the acceptance and and all of that is is why we did it. And I guess like you said, it's a bit of a responsibility because you have all these followers on social media and they, they ask you questions about it. And I'm definitely nowhere near as good as Renee at, at kind of responding and, and, and I guess trying to help as many people, but I do when I can. And um, obviously this month, like I've said on, on Twitter last night, like I'm going to really, really push it out there. And um, we're, we're just lucky that we're in a position to do that. I think the part that, that is the, the hardest part is when, you're dealing with and you're your own like for us Jacob's having a rough day or a rough week at school or um, even at home with, with Miller and trying to incorporate and that for, for her to understand what, what like she, she'll run around and like scream and play and the, the, the screaming for Jacob is something that really affects him and he'll get really mad and then they start fighting and it's and it's not just Jacob understanding, but also I was explaining to Miller that like, hey, when you're playing with him, you just like, she gets so excited. Um, you just got to keep the volume down a little bit. And it's hard for a, a three-year-old sister that wants to just play with her brother to, to understand that sometimes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely. I mean, we love helping people. There's, it's unbelievable how like like I've missed pre-game shooting um, sometimes because someone has come from the crowd and said their son or daughter's autistic and I've sat on the sideline and, and spoke to them for 20 minutes instead of shooting, which Quinn would hate to, to hear that, but uh, it's, it's something that, that really energizes me. And um, like I said, that's what we why we came public in the first place was was not for us. Just, we, we, we're very lucky financially and the position we're in to, to do whatever we need for Jacob and 
um, was the reason we came out publicly was was to help other people. So we know you spoke about potentially having a, a coffee cafe and a gym because of your wife. Something that we might see some form of Engel's Autism Center in years to come. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been thrown around, and um, we're, we're very lucky with the charity we're we're partnered with. It's four ASD kids in Australia, and what they do for for other other kids and families with with funding. Um, at the moment, we fund schools to get more kids in, um, or, or people can um, kind of write their own stories, and, and some families can get sponsored kind of individually if they're in, in a position to. Um, and then just recently, we joined the board of Culture City, um, who make arenas and venues sensory inclusive for everyone. So that's either with sensory rooms or training the staff that work there to be more capable, I guess, of, of helping a kid or a family um, with special needs if, if they're in the position. So Culture City's got 90% of the NBA teams on board and um, I don't want to ruin anything, but I think there might be a little announcement coming today. Um, so we're on those two boards and seeing that stuff happen daily and being in these group emails, it's definitely something we've we've talked about. And like I said, financially before, we're, we're very lucky that we can we can do that for Jacob and put him in whatever we need. There's so many families out there that, that aren't in that position. And one of our goals is, is like you said, is to somehow, and we've done so much research and there will be plenty more to be done of, of how we can open something that's affordable for like like what it is for a regular, uh, regular school fees. We pay 10, 15 times more a year than we do for, for Miller School. Um, so trying to make it more affordable, and um, there's definitely a long a long term goal because it's, it's something that really has to be worked through with governments and and all that. But it's definitely a goal of ours is to to make this more affordable for for the, the people that that can't afford to do it. It's uh, Autism Awareness Day, the 13th annual Autism Awareness Day, and Joe, we hear my we hear your answers, we get an idea of how much time and energy you're putting into this. And, and how it makes you feel as you see the results. And I'm curious, we've seen your teammates, at least publicly, who knows what they're doing privately, but at least publicly we've seen some of your teammates start to take steps, and, you know, and they're younger than you and they're at a different point in their life and all that, but start to take steps. Do you ever talk to them and encourage them to do stuff because of the positive impact it's having on you, or is that kind of a, a no-go area between teammates? No, definitely. It's something that we... Um we, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, you guys all know, and the jazz fans know how lucky this, this community is. I guess to have such a, an unbelievable team, and and I don't mean that in, in a basketball sense, because basketball is basketball, and that's that's great. But the guy, like what Rudy does with his foundation, Donovan with his donations that he's made, I don't think he's got a foundation or anything charity wise that he's doing, but. He, he donates an unbelievable amount of stuff to, to kids and families. And, Obviously, he's recently just done the um, stuff for, for school kids that are missing out on lunches and stuff. And um, we, We've got so many. I could go through probably every player, but those obviously are our two best players, so they come to mind pretty quickly. And um, what Ricky was doing, it's just a, it, we're so lucky to be to have the guys that we've had that, that are so good in the community and, and want to help. It's it's. it's it, takes away all basketball egos and 
puts you right back kind of to when you were a kid. If you were affected by something or your family, you would have loved to be able to get some support or, or assistance if you needed it. And we're, we're lucky we've got guys like that. We we talk about it all the time. Obviously, we all support each other's um, kind of endeavours of what, what they're doing. The guy, obviously, with, with me, the guys have worn shoes before and... Um, they're unbelievably supportive of, of Jacob and our family and what we do. And um, I mean, the, no one will ever see kind of behind the scenes of when I was actually going through the, the diagnosis process of, of the guys having my back and the coaching staff. And I've, I've obviously said it about the, the jazz organisation. So, um, yeah, I think the, the jazz community is, is very lucky of, of the guys they've got. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a special time and obviously a special group um, that, that's so committed to doing that. So that announcement you uh, were referred to, would that be that the Culture City and the Jazz and Vivint Smart Home Arena have partnered to make all events at Vivint Smart Home Arena sensory inclusive? That, that might be it. Is that public? Yes. I'm looking at a press release right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to... I didn't want to ruin... Uh, I didn't know when it was coming out. Um, yeah, we, we obviously, like I said, is on, are on the board, and our goal is um, is to make every NBA venue, obviously being an NBA player, is to make every NBA uh, arena um, sensory inclusive. So, like I said, not every, every stadium has a room... Um, because some of these stadiums have been around forever and the rooms are all taken, but um, we're lucky we've got one at the, the Jazz facility at Vivint Smart Home. And yeah, now now it's obviously all the staff have also been trained um, just just to help out. I, I, Derek Gardunia, who's our head of um, PR, as you guys know, sent me through his certificate the other day of, of him doing it. So, so everyone's getting on board and doing it, and Culture City is unbelievable uh, what they do. So... Um, I'm also going to be on the NBA Instagram live today at about one o'clock talking about it again um, with with one of the directors of, of Culture City. So it's an exciting time. We want to be the first sport to have every every arena inclusive, and um, we're well on the way to doing that. Oh, before you go, give my love to Renai and the kids, okay? <laughs> oh my golly, gosh. <laughs> I can hear him upstairs. I can hear him upstairs now. Jacob's actually doing therapy, right? He's doing in home therapy while this um, stuff's going on. So it's his last couple of days. And then, um, yeah, everything's basically shut down after that. So they are, I'll make sure I pass it on. <laughs> Joe, as always, we appreciate it. And uh, good luck with all your work in the community. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Joe Ingalls, join us. His weekly visit just. Happening to fall on National Autism Day, the 13th annual.